Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Fosterkew. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame, and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hey, Wonderbeaks. Thanks for listening to Hoovering. I've got a fun one today where I go around to the studio of online vegan chef superstars Bosch, who are really called Henry and Ian, and I bring them lunch that I've made. So, (laughs) before we get scoffing though, can I just say thanks for listening to Hoovering and please may tell other people about it in life and online and by giving it five-star review and subscribing. Thanks. (laughs) Quickest I've ever got that shit out of the way, I reckon, isn't it? Well done me. If you've got spare sweet cash money, I'm also very open to you supporting the podcast in a financial way. Go to supporter.acast.com forward slash hoovering and you can just like pop a fiver or a tenner in or something if you wanted. We can never talk about it again. I'd love that. If you want to become a permanent financial helper outer of the podcast, you can become my patron. Um, from as little as $2 a month, you can join in. Go to patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod and I'll swap you hoovering related prizes and rewards 
for your money. Things like discount tickets to virtual and real live shows, totally exclusive content just for you, and guest recipes. Okie dokie, right. Oh God, also got to tell you that my stand-up tour show, Hench, has been rescheduled largely into the new year. Tickets are all on my website, jessicafostacue.com. If you click on My Doings, that's where I'm listing all my live gigs, and sometimes I'll be putting some of my online ones on there as well. There's a few more real-life places to get added, like Manchester, but those links will be coming soon. Okie dokie, right, let's have a podcast. So I went over to Bosch headquarters in Battersea with a broccoli miso mango salad uh, that I've made um, from Ian and Henry's new book called Speedy Bosch. And in turn, uh, as a surprise, they made me the healthiest smoothie I've ever eaten. Uh, I mean, I have felt like I'm a borderline haver of superpowers ever since. There was nothing that wasn't in it. It was like a liquid Holland and Barrett shelf, but also delicious. How? Anyway, it should be said that as much as uh, our MO in conversation in this episode is to show off their snazzy new book, I wasn't being paid to promote them or their book. I just wanted to because I really like them and I'd already cooked out of the book and genuinely love it. Uh, And as you'll hear, these chaps are funny and lovely and just as excited about eating as me. Right, we're eating. I've cooked a recipe from your new book. Yes. Speedy Bosch. And it's broccoli, mango and miso salad. I've used a very dark miso because it's what I had. Mm-hmm. I've used peas instead of edamame beans because it's what I had. And I've not... I hope this doesn't ruin it either, but I've used just salted roasted peanuts because I didn't have any raw peanuts. Mm. And is it just to maximise healthiness that you'd add them in there as raw? The raw peanuts... I suppose because there's quite a lot of saltiness coming from the miso. Yeah, um, yeah like we just sort of, um, we, we recommended that you didn't use yeah. um, the salted peanuts. But if you've only got that, it's fine, isn't it? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, we always have raw peanuts lying around. Mm. Yeah. But pretty much any nut would do. Oh, fair play. You freestyle. I don't always have raw peanuts lying around. <laughs> no. And I'm an absolute pervert for salt. Yeah, okay. So nice. I'm glad I've double salted us. Yeah. yeah, good. Well, yeah, it's good. It's like an assault on our senses. An assault? Very good, very good. <laughs> oh, it's relaxing for me. I don't have to bring any comedy to this yeah. episode whatsoever. We've I'm definitely sorted. got food puns covered. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and the mint is from my garden. First chance to use I'm it. Wicked. It's the only, only herb I've not killed. Oh, fair play. Apart That's from decent. rosemary, which is like um, tough as boots, isn't it? Yeah. So how did you go about with the... Um, with the mint, you do it from seed, or did you buy like a, a plant from a supermarket, or do you buy a plant from a, um, a garden centre? I've never once kept a plant from a supermarket alive beyond the shelf yeah. life of the leaves on it. I've tried everything. Yeah, do you know why? Is it have they, they do something where they pack them in too tight? Or so appara- they- apparently they, but this might just be urban myth. But apparently <laughs> they scorch the roots, so you can't right. replant them because obviously it makes no commercial sense. Yeah, but there are people who swear they've done it, so maybe yeah, there's maybe. anomalies, but. I've never, ever, ever managed it. Normally I'd get a mint, every year I'd get a mint from a um, garden centre and do it that way. This year, my lovely cousin, Dan, has done an incredible job in his garden and has grown so much of things that he gave me some shoots. Killed one, one is really flourishing and that's what we're eating. Uh, I suppose anybody with green fingers over lockdown has Mm. been buzzing because they're like, oh, I could just get into the garden and their crops are as good as ever. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Yeah, and then the joy of like, just as we were allowed to start hanging out with one or two people again, being able to share the stuff you've got tons of and get a nice yeah, brag yeah, yeah. on, rather than just 
showing pictures. Um, Although now you'll have to like put all your plants away before 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 Not allowed to do anything. No more than five plants in any one meal, yeah, please. Exactly. Um, I'm normally like opening this podcast by saying, on a scale of one to ten, how much do you care about eating? But um, it feels like a strange thing to ask people who've made a, a career out of mm. food and eating. But actually, who knows? Who knows? Mm. But um, it's for our our eating is quite weird yeah. because like we tend to end up picking at cold food that's been fingered quite badly. That's yeah, yeah. Like, all the time. <laughs> yeah. you know, weirdly, it, it it almost goes the other way around. I think right. uh, we love cooking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and preparing something for people, but yeah, it, it kind of loses its appeal once you've spent two hours cooking it on camera and yeah, then it's yeah. gone cold. You still eat, of course, and you still appreciate the food. Like you've done an incredible job, by the way. Here, this salad oh, really tasting perfect. Yeah. Oh yay! So, so the experience works. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I think generally we're more like eight out of ten, nine out of ten on the cooking front. Yeah, yeah, and maybe you know an average of seven. On the eating, yeah, yeah. Because sometimes we, we, it's not about the flavour for us. Yeah. Like we've made you a smoothie, which we'll talk about. It's really nice. It's that smoothie. Hopefully tasty. But if it wasn't, we'd still drink it because it's healthy. Yeah, oh it's no, totally. Good. Some people have this weird thing where they have to have everything tasting nice. But I would just munch down on celery. Mm. You know, so <laughs> if, if, celery is nice. so good for you. It's peppery, yeah. And, yeah. and it's not like it's I not love <laughs> celery cooked, but um, it tastes of. Um, Raw to me, it tastes of sort of punishment, psychological right, punishment yeah, yeah, yeah. of the days of old, where you'd be like, uh, you know, abs- you know, ha- you- punitive times where you're like, I'm not going to eat anything today, which is no good to anyone yeah, as, yeah, a, yeah. as a psychological mindset. But um, which is saying the same, something that means the same thing in two different ways. What's that called? Psychological Double mindset. Double on, not quite. No, no. Near, near to Double-edged that. sword. Um, but that's so interesting that I think actually when you're working all the time with food then then it does I suppose necessarily has to become like a fuel actually Mm. in terms of sometimes Mm. you just gotta just get something in, haven't you? I mean, if you, um, if, I think that's very common from all the chefs I've spoken to. I think that's really common. Yeah, I was about to say, if you speak to any sort of chef who's operating at like Michelin star level, like mm. cooking incredible food all day, sweltering mm. for twelve hours, and they get home and they're on a pizza. Yeah, or mm. it's like an espresso on a fag. Yeah, or I mate Luke. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Who trained under Jamie Oliver, and you know we've been to his restaurant. Yeah, um, mm. he doesn't work there anymore, but he just used to eat his food over the bin. <laughs> No, that's his normal, his normal location of eating is just bent over the bin, shoveling it in your mouth. <laughs> just shoveling it in, yeah, everything's like noodles, yeah. just in, 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 and he's, done. He's creating yeah. gourmet creations. Um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I think the other thing as well is, and I want to talk about, um, well, well, maybe we'll get to it, but um, I want, I'm fascinated by the process of testing. Mm. And I'd love to know what your process is with that. Maybe yeah. we do that now, but I think that does affect how you eat as well if you're constantly tasting things. Yes. Um, <clears throat> just because you... You, it's very hard to connect with your hunger and your fullness if you're always having a little try of things yeah. because you don't you don't get that your body's not going to be able to give you such clear signals anyway mm. poor you but it's worth <laughs> it for the rest of us because, yeah. and I love this book so, so first things first I mean I've uh, uh, got the book about a week ago and I made so far this which is so nice and also um, the like samosa the kind of inside out samosa the frying pan samosa Which, pie yeah, that's yes. yeah it's a good one right? so yummy mm, and yeah. also um, so date like dainty is that the right word delicately such sophisticated spicing in it that mm. um, even my four year old absolutely wallops loads of that nice good. Um, I love samosas and it really does taste of the inside of a <laughs> samosa with like this amazing phyllo pastry yeah. top. it's so nice yeah. um, 
but yeah, uh, what was a revelation to me in that was the uh, microwaving as part of the process. Yeah, yeah. Is this the first book that you've done that super, some super speedy versions of making things? That's like amazing. I would mm. never have even thought that you could pop stuff in the microwave. Yeah, totally. We were always against microwaves, not uh, like ethically, no. <laughs> but, but just because by and large, they're not seen as very healthy. Right. You know, lots of, especially vegans or veganish or mm. flexi whole food type people would probably not use a microwave. In fact, yeah. we didn't have a microwave. No, we didn't have we a microwave. Really? Two books, yeah. Which may also be part of the reason. <laughs> but I think for this one, and we've tried to write really fast recipes before, we've put them into previous books, but to get a hundred of them into one book, we yeah. really had to rethink everything. There's so many recipes in this book, by the way, yes. as well. Yeah. That's yeah. so impressive. Isn't it? Yeah. We're, we're, so we went deep on the hacks. So right, we, we right, almost right. started with the hacks. Um, yeah. We wrote a load of hacks in here, like cutting things small yeah. to cook faster, using one pan, um, using a microwave, right. pre-cooking stuff. So many hacks in there. Mm -hmm. And then we kind of riffed off that to mm. get the recipes. Nice. Yeah, that's it. And when, with it. regard to like the amount of recipes, it's like we realise that people have got to put their hand in the pocket for this book. So yeah. we, we don't want to rip them off. We want to sort of give them as much value as humanly possible. So Seriously. we always try and pack it full of as many recipes because each recipe um, I think like there's probably more than the, the amount of recipes it says on there because it's kind of like you get one bit and then you get another bit as well like yeah, yeah, yeah. recipes coming off the back of it well so, no yeah. there's like cauliflower schnitzel is it oh, yeah. man, and then you've done it one. like I was three like reading ways. that going well I'm trying that and I was like hang on there's three more ways to do it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. like and we're using microwave in that one just to sort of um, speed up the process of cooking yeah. that really hard mm. veg mm. delicious there yeah so yeah. good that actually um, we posted that on our social media channels recently <laughs> And it's had hundreds of thousands of views. Yeah. People are loving the college yeah. schnitzel. College yeah. It's very cool. Because what we do is we also use um, cornstarch to kind of uh, firm up the outside of the cauliflower and make it more steaky. Mm. Often when you get a cauliflower steak, it's a little bit like, I don't know. You're basically just eating a cauliflower. Yeah, massive. Just, just cut like that. A quarter of a cauliflower. Whereas we've actually created something new. And yeah, yeah. we had so many ways to treat it. Yeah. We made it three ways. Guess mm. it. It's a delicious thing. And with this salad, which was a piece of piss, which is a compliment yes. yeah. to make, um, the the bit that I really loved doing was, because you just do the broccoli so quickly, and then you're having the stems raw, but cut up tiny. I love that. Never mm. done that before. Makes sense, doesn't it? It does make sense. Now yeah, you're like, yeah. I'm eating a bit of raw vegetable as well. What a saint. Uh, exactly. And um, But then, uh, I love it when you cook something very quickly, and then... Uh, it's the most like a chef I ever feel when um, you then rinse it and then chuck it in icy water. Oh yeah, that's that it. That makes people feel like it's really snazzy. Uh, exactly. And these are all, th like for our first book, Bosch, um, the orange one, mm. we just wouldn't have done that. There's right. no way we would have done that. And the reason why is because we just like hadn't been cooking that long mm -hmm. but now obviously over the course of the past five years of setting up Bosch we've kind of learned a load of trick uh, tricks and techniques and we've chatted to loads of chefs yeah. and we've like um, like little things like that using ice water to sort of like uh, shock the broccoli so it doesn't go too soggy or sloppy yeah um, yeah we've sort of introduced them all into this book so yeah I think it's probably our best work yeah mm. there's got to be like sealing the nutrients in as well doesn't it mm. just, you're literally stopping the cooking in its yeah, it's tracks like, bang, totally um and um, oh, what else? Uh, the other element, and I, I know it's the first time we've spoken, and we're talking about the speedy one. But one of the things that I feel like that it does beautifully is um, 
uh, dispel the myth, and I think you were, and perhaps it says it in the introduction to the book, um, that vegan cooking takes, or planty cooking, I should say. I'm not, I don't know about you guys, I'm not a uh, vegan, uh, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. uh, but I eat in a planty way. Generally. Yes, yes. Um, my mum included, there's a lot of people who, who really think it takes an awfully long time mm. to cook vegan food. And so my, I've got two stepbrothers who are vegan. Mm-hmm. And my mum cooks for them relatively regularly and she'll do like a big vegan feast. But to be fair to her, the, the majority of books for planty cooking are pretty taxing. Mm. They're pretty laborious, <laughs> yeah. you know? And I feel like this is a lovely antidote to that. Yeah. Well, we, we definitely fall in the uh, 100% planty end of the spectrum. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, we're full-on, full-blown card-carrying vegan in yeah, our <laughs> dietary preferences yeah. and also, I guess, our ways of thinking. Mm. Um, but our books resonate with everyone because our mm. mates like eat meat yeah, our yeah. families still eat meat and we've yeah. managed to stay friends with them which is a really good <laughs> but yeah man I mean I think it is often a faff making mm-hmm. a vegan meal even in our first cookbook which by the way I think is incredible <laughs> uh, if I do say so myself but it's some of the recipes have got 30 ingredients yeah. and mm. you've got mm. to spend 10, 10 I mean. quid 15 quid before yeah. you can get cooking and then it takes you two hours so we wanted to dispel the myth that it's a faff yeah. and I mean some of these are so easy that you're almost like, well, I might as well do two. Mm. Right, so for example, yesterday, literally just yesterday, mm. we were cooking on telly, we did Blue Peter. Wicked. Which, by the way, was amazing. Um, wearing yeah. our badges right yeah, now. Yeah, listen, if you're, just to let you know, they are wearing <laughs> green Blue Peter badges right now oh, for yeah. the environment. Yeah, and, and they gave us the challenge of both of us had to cook a meal from here, well, not even from here, kind of a freestyle of a meal from here, in 20 minutes yeah that's right, 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 right. 30. oh my god and I was standing around for 10 minutes yeah yeah I mean yeah, they admittedly they'd given me a little bit of a head start by pre-blending some stuff yeah but it was so easy it yours was, was so easy too right yeah I did tacos I made nice. uh, mushroom tacos and uh, yeah it was super easy I managed to make uh, a quick pickle also known as a quickle <laughs> yes right? uh, with cucumber uh, no no with, oh. with, with, with red onion uh, red wine vinegar salt and sugar and then mm. uh, made a little sort of uh, piri piri drizzle oh no uh, chipotle drizzle uh, made the chicken like shredded the lettuce and warmed the tacos through mm. in like 25 minutes yeah it's great these are the fastest choppers in the west <laughs> these guys these guys yeah. Yeah. they had you as a head start to be fair yeah bless them and Chocolate. then I made the super meaty spag bowl oh nice it's like obviously it's a plant based spag bowl but we went kind of our mince was made out of half sausages and half mushrooms oh, which nice. is a nice way to like tone down the sausage even if you were having meat you could like yeah. mince some mushrooms and mix that in and have less of the meat that's yeah. the thing over in the states isn't it was it, like is half, it? half beyond burger oh half yeah i've seen that yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that was delicious too yeah. glorious a little bit of orange in there and talking of wisdom up in advance i don't want to move on and forget to mention the fit smoothie can you tell me about oh what's yes in this? This smoothie I'm guzzling. Well, so we try and have a smoothie every day, right? And since you were coming over, I yeah. thought I'd knock up a smoothie so you could have one. Lucky me! First thing in is always <laughs> spinach, because mm. I'm trying to like cram loads of green into mm-hmm. my body, um, specifically aiming at like magnesium and making right. sure I've got enough magnesium. Loads of us in the UK are deficient in magnesium. Oh, it! But it's really important <gasps> for like your cell activity. It makes me think of school and 
burning things and them glowing in bright ways. <laughs> yeah, exactly. right, on the bottom bright of the yes. 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 Your body needs that. Okay, it needs and, that. And the reason, actually, because it's burning, I believe magnesium is a really core process of generating energy in your cells. So right. it is something to do with burning mm. somewhere down the line. Anyway, let's not get too technical. Uh, no, okay. Green. I like technical. <laughs> this is yeah. a podcast about eating, so these okay. dreams are going to love this technical <laughs> shit. Well, basically, <laughs> green, green means magnesium. Green so uh, yeah, chlorophyll has magnesium. Green means magnesium. So green is good. Mm. It means magnesium. Your body loves magnesium. So in this smoothie, went loads of green in the form of spinach. Right. I even put a bit of greens powder in there to top it off. But then to make it taste nice, frozen berries, banana. We had an apple mm. went in there. We had some peanut wow. butter, some flax seeds, some mixed nuts went in there. There was various mushroom powders. Oh, hello! Yes, nothing yeah. weird and quirky. But, you know, you won't be <laughs> yeah. seeing things. Hang on, I've got to yeah. try it. No, no, no. But there is chag, chag mushroom, <laughs> lion's mane mushroom. Yeah. Um, lion's mane mushroom. Yeah. So that's I'm going to live there. forever. Um, yeah, I can't even is remember. Is there what some else. ginger? There's some ginger, some, yes, that's right. Please. Well spotted. Parsley, some parsley went in there. Really that's a bit that too. surprised me. Yeah. Mm. No, it's not a glamorous herb, is it? The old parsley. <laughs> no. Is it underrated? Yeah, it's good for you. Yeah. But yes, but it's like a fridge red smoothie. Absolutely. I wanted yeah. fresh mint, but we didn't have any. Yeah. Should have come around my garden. Yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> You've been growing um, Yeah, so last thing on the book, and then I want to ask you some general things, mm. but um, talk to me about your testing process because you two are insanely prolific mm. in terms of the amount of recipes in that book and the stuff you're doing online mm. and I know there'll be some crossover there but God like you must be workaholics but equally like what, what was it? so you did say your process was start with the hacks get the recipes from mm. that yes. but in terms of like I just if you don't mind saying like what's the process yeah. what's your day like not when you're promoting a book but like in life normally in the cooking days yeah, yeah. So, shall I do this one? You can go for it, yeah. I'll start. I want to talk geeky about Trello. Go for it. You do your thing. Right, right. so we've got this tool called Trello. Right. Actually, it's not. We used to use Trello. Uh, then we used Asana. Then we now use this thing called ClickUp. Right. And it's actually evolved from our backgrounds in like software development and marketing oh, really? and stuff. Yeah. So this is how you would build software. And we we will use this online tool to pass our recipes from like an idea through to a fleshed out idea, through to something that really is, is okay, but needs a bit of refinement, okay, through okay. to a finished recipe. So we're super mm. methodical about our process. And we will generally test each recipe probably five times. Nice, um, okay. Some recipes like, like the katsu from mm-hmm. the first Bosch cookbook, we had to test that about 10 maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, some we've been even deeper than that, I'd say. There's some lasagnas. Sometimes we'll have multiple tests going at the same time because mm-hmm. yeah. we're trying with one form of bechamel or another form of bechamel. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But as a rule, it's generally about four or five tests per recipe that goes in the book. And um, we'll start with about, tw- let's say we're starting this book, we'll start with about 200 recipes, then mm-hmm. we'll whittle that down to about 120 that we that we all agree, all of the team will vote on their favourites and then we'll start work, we'll, we'll, we'll start writing, um, we will start brainstorming and think, like researching, thinking about how we could develop something. Yeah. Um, we'll write, we'll cook, we have people who will help us testing as well. So yeah, yeah. Um, in every book we've had a gang of people come in Nice. And they help us as extra hands to test. Yeah. So if we'll you be ever writing, they'll be testing. Them. Yes, we would uh, love them. <laughs> um, and then just rinse, repeat, and we are workaholics. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, and just for the benefit of the listener, we're, we're currently sat in our house mm. and our 
kitchen is in the basement and our kitchen doubles up as a studio. And uh, one of the things that we do, we literally live and breathe this. So we yeah. never switch off. We're cooking constantly, yeah. always coming up with new recipes, always getting ingredients in, practicing. Uh, so yeah, we never switch off, which is, um, which is probably a, a really one of the good reasons why we're so prolific. Yeah, yeah, we are, yeah. we, this is our fifth book in what four years? Not mm. even four years, mm. three years. Mm. Don't forget to have a rest sometimes, yeah. lads. Okay. Oh, no, rest when you're dead, man. Can't, can't go in there. <laughs> no. like, I should the, say this is a studio. It's also a kitchen, an office, and a gym. Mm-hmm. These, yeah. these boys are not fibbing. <laughs> um, okay, I'd love to know about. Uh, oh, I think I'd love to know about your what eating was like growing up for both of you. Ooh. Um, yeah. Well, both Henry and I are from Sheffield. Oh. So. I was born there. Were you? Yeah. Really? Good work. Um, in a hospital that doesn't exist anymore. In Never it, it came. Yes. I was born there as well. What? Yeah, yeah. We were born in the same <laughs> yeah, hospital? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Shut up. Uh, yeah. I walked past it the other day. Not the other day. It was probably about a year ago yeah, yeah. when I was gigging there. When I ended up randomly staying in a B&B near where it would have been. I took pictures of it for my mum. And I think it's very posh new flats now. Yes, my mum exactly. lived there. But it was My mum and dad lived there. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. How oh weird is that? That's where they so they live in the hospital you were born in, and Ian was born in there too. Oh my God! Small Sheffield. 1983, I was born there, and I can't... So but I, I was a year after you, yeah. 84, so yeah, oh that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but I'd never ever been back there, and I lived in Sheffield, admittedly, for, I think for two to three weeks, before yeah. my mum okay. panicked and moved in with her mum, yeah. but um, back down in Hampshire. But yeah. um, I, I walked past and I got this big... Like, I don't know, like a big wave it's of like emotions. Just like, ooh. I think especially because it's not a hospital and it'd be different yeah, if you're just looking yeah, at yeah. a modern functioning hospital, but actually you're just looking at this quite incredible building. Apparently. It's, mm, like, yeah, it's yeah. really lovely. Yeah, they were, they were built to last back then. The hospital yes. so it's like proper stone, like really, like it, it's going to be there for 500 years. Yeah. Easy. And it was specifically a maternity hospital, wasn't yes, it? Yes, that's I think, right. Yeah. As well. yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that small world shit. Okay, back <laughs> to um, growing up in Sheffield then, I suppose, and eating, eating as a kid. Well, okay, so I grew, we both grew up in Sheffield, but my parents weren't from Sheffield. Then my father was from East Yorkshire, and my mum was from Lincolnshire, and my mum was like a, the daughter Is of... Is that a bit West Side Story? Uh, but, but I don't know how... Yorkshire how, versus Lancashire uh, meeting as one, even though oh, yeah, different yeah. sides of the tracks. Maybe a little bit, something yeah. like that. <laughs> um, yeah, so what was I saying now? Uh, yeah, so basically, uh, my mother was like the um, the daughter of a farmer, mm. and therefore, like uh, my grandmother was like a, a farmer's wife, essentially, right. and therefore she was like a incredible cook. She she just cooked with wonderful ingredients that came out of the ground at the farm, wow. and they would obviously have meats and stuff that were on the farm as well. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, I just have a lot of wonderful memories of going round to my grandmother and grandfather's house, eating the food that she cooked, and it was just mind-blowingly good. Mind blown, like just incredible flavors, yeah. uh, really hearty British fare. She's like, you know, it's the grandma, she's, she's like aiming to sort of nourish you in the best way that she can. Yeah, that, like that's one of my best childhood memories of like food. Amazing, eating your grandma's cooking. Yeah. And what, did you have siblings? Yeah, uh, one sister, and yeah. um, I'm pretty sure she would say exactly the same thing. Yeah, lovely, yeah. oh, I love <laughs> it. Wow, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I think food was, Food was a bit of a freestyle back in the Firth household. Fair play. My mum would normally cook, but she and she loved to cook, but she kind of loved to cook in a way which was just get it done and feed us. Fine, so yeah, she, yeah. she spent a lot of time learning. Like we were, we had lots of friends that were 
in the local Pakistani community mm-hmm. or in the local Muslim community. And I remember for about five years, she was just fervently learning how to cook curry from them. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. So she'd go around That's and cool. like, hang out with them in the kitchen and stuff. Yeah. And we'd go like to weddings and eat, eat food with our hands and stuff. And mm. um, so that was definitely like an introduction into being humble and learning about food from other cultures yeah. from people who can teach you about it. Yeah, mm. totally. Chef was an amazing place to grow up. Yes, mm. exactly. And then my dad... Culinary university. My dad kind of did the same thing with Spanish food because we had friends in Spain. We all learnt Spanish, like my pet, my mum, dad, and then subsequently me learnt Spanish when I guess I would have was like 13, 14, 15, kept going over to Spain and he was like learning the paella. So he wanted to crack that. And I think he did crack it. And we actually put one in one of the boss books. We oh. put my dad's paella. Paella is how British people say paella. it. I feel awkward paella. saying paella. 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 That's how you it's meant what's going to make it. I think saying paella, paella is, is the way to go. No, okay. 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 I think it's the way to paella. go. Paella. It's not paella. My um, dad anyway, works in wine and um, talks like me. Mm. But because he worked in wine whenever he was saying the name of a wine... He would say it like in a ridiculous. He'd oh, be nice. like, "We're just talking normally," and they say "Dom Perignon." Dom Perignon. Yes, Ewok from the Dordogne. Ewok from It's the Dordogne. Is how we say it. Dordogne. Oh, I love it. Okay, so were either of you fussy kids? Were you always interested in eating? Like it sounds like you both had access to some, if not all, like really good. Yeah. eating stuff made with love stuff made yeah. you know for you that was cooked that's like a privilege and an honour in itself <clears throat> but like yeah. I think lots of kids have that but don't necessarily understand the value of that until they're way older yeah yeah, um, yeah. well I hated eggs did you and there's a funny story about eggs actually um, <laughs> I've always disliked eggs yeah, yeah. Well, from one point when I was maybe 30 and I was like with a personal trainer and he'd convinced me to eat eggs oh, really? so I like, worked mm. on it were you well, already so vegan nice. Uh, no, 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 I wasn't vegan then. Right, because that's <laughs> pretty brutal when a, yeah, 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 yeah. a PT... I think it happens quite a lot where fitness people are like, oh, I force you God. to eat an egg. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I was eating all the meat that he told me to eat. <laughs> but when I, apparently what my mum told me, when I was like, I must have been two or three, maybe three or four, old enough that I could walk. Mm. And my sister had just been born, so yeah, I was probably three and a half. And there was a period where my mum just kept finding these eggs dropped and smashed by the fridge and then she was wondering what was going on so one day she like followed me and it must have been some like sibling envy because there was this new kid that was getting all the attention and I was feeling alone and not loved so (laughs) she followed me into the kitchen and she just saw me go to the fridge open the fridge really slowly and carefully pick up an egg off the fridge and just hold it and stare at it for like five seconds and then just dropped it. <laughs> An egg saboteur. Yeah, so maybe that's why I went vegan. Maybe I have some like weird psychological yeah, you disconnect with You were eggs. always destined. Yeah. I've always oh, hated them. Whoa. Yeah. Something quite satisfying about smashing an egg. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah there is some, there's so. a catharsis in <laughs> yeah, that. Like, and ooh, also, a, a sort of, a quite, because of the mess and the potential smell if it goes under yeah. like it's quite a risky, it's quite like an extreme pushing of the naughtiness edges. <laughs> pushing to the edginess of, it does, it's, yeah, there's been more than one time where my kid has been like threatening that. Oh, with really? his yeah, yeah, in his eyes. Okay. Like a little like, 
Well, I'm, I'm about to make this foodie mess. It's one of the, it's one of the most annoying things you can do because it's not just mess, it's waste. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Well, that's made me also want to know what your paths to, and I'm, I'm sure you've been talking about it for years, but in case anybody is new to you guys, what your paths to veganism were then. I had a good year, sort of accidentally really, I was, gonna, I was like, I'll just do it a bit, and then ended up being pretty much vegan for about a year. Mm. Yeah. And then eased down, but into a place of extreme flexibility where now I eat quite a bit fish and eggs mm-hmm. but um, very very rarely meat but not never never and it's um, for me to do with um, a sort of history with disordered eating and a need for flexibility in all things and also just instinctively being someone who isn't very good with absolute rules yeah. even when it comes to you know weirdly having to say to myself psychologically you you could have some heroin if you wanted mm. I don't want to no. but, but do you no. know what I mean it's like it's not I don't um, yeah. it's a, it's just a sort of psychological mindset but when I did do it, it even more than I do now um, it was for me about environmental impact more than I think some people have a very emotional connection to animals mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so yeah I want to know like because I think there's lots of several sort of complicated ways into planting mm. eating mm. what yours is were well, um, I think for me, it kind of, it sparked off basically at the end of 2014, I, like we, oh, I'd been going out loads and drinking loads of beer and eating loads of crap food and smoking loads of fags and basically yeah. just not living a good life at all. And I looked at myself in the mirror and thought to myself, I'm kind of carrying a bit too much weight. I look pasty. This is not who I want to be. I need to like reset and recharge a bit. So I uh, decided to give up alcohol for the first three months of 2015, just right. to sort of reset. And one month into the absence from alcohol, I was found it really easy, so I decided I'll up the ante a little bit and decided to give vegetarianism a whirl. Yeah. Now, 
found vegetarianism extremely difficult because obviously really? yeah like really difficult yeah. because uh, like as I said before like living in Sheffield like just regular sort of British diet yeah. um, didn't know what to cook didn't know how to cook it um, and was failing at every sort of step of the way so two weeks into that I started doing uh, some we actually had a chat with our mate Adam who um, basically was vegan at that time and he was like oh there's this documentary called Cowspiracy you probably should oh, watch God. it and then that, we banked that sort of info and then did a bunch of reading about uh, vegetarianism and then it led to that documentary watched it and it was like yeah okay this is um, this is this is something this vegan thing we have to give it a whirl and uh, from the 1st of March 2015 decided to go vegan and haven't looked back wow. since wow yes. amazing and, and you I was were the like same. the same yeah I mean yeah. we lived together then we live together now with yeah. our housemates and uh, we watched that film together yeah Right. And at the time, I was kind of wrapping up a startup mm. that wasn't really working, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, and I was all excited about trying to do something with a bit more purpose yeah. and trying to find something that had meaning and that was, you know, uh, the startup had been a lot of work. I was fine with doing a lot of work, but I didn't want to do a lot of work that had no actual moral compass, no basis, yeah, yeah, no yeah. purpose. So... Elon Musk was a big inspiration of mine uh, back then and we just read this big article on AI and artificial right, intelligence right, and right. and I was like okay could I like build a startup that was like electric motorbikes because oh, right, I yeah, love yeah. riding motorbikes and surely electric vehicles are the future but it sounded very hard yeah. and, <laughs> um, and then yeah watched that realised the environmental impact of animal agriculture mm-hmm. and not just the fact that you know cows farts are basically mm. giving up all this methane but also the fact that like the human injustice of people starving you know in other countries with not enough grain to feed their babies whilst yeah. we have millions and millions of cows that we feed grain to and keep alive so that we can then eat the cows uh, it's so much more efficient if more of us were to eat the grain mm-hmm. um, it's not doesn't mean everyone has to go full vegan but we could do a better job of distributing foods if we treated our food system more efficiently so learning that and you know we come from a friendship group loads of our friends are dual heritage mixed race you know with afro-caribbean dads or jamaican dads and white british mums like um i've been token twice on stag dues and and like knowing that our friends have this heritage and yet that people from the countries that their dads come from are often starving because people from our countries like to eat hamburgers yeah yeah, yeah. there's something like deeply wrong and unsettling about that so when we watched that film, I was like, right, I've got to do it then. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't yeah, want yeah. to go vegan, but yeah. I now have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a compulsion, isn't it, when you first start wrapping your head around the fact, the impact that it has mm. to get rid of huge swathes of jungle, forest, whatever, yeah, to yeah. create agricultural mm. pasture. And then and then on top of that, all the, all the CO2 that creates yeah. those animals live there for us to... And it's mad, actually, that the dairy industry is. There was a tally recently in a paper, and um, cheese is... In terms of carbon emissions and space used up and trees cut down to make space for growing places for cows to live, it makes... It's cows. Cows are the motherfucker, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, cheese is worse than fish in terms of that. I mean, there's, there's there's probably... there's probably quite a basic there's variation it within and it's it all. complicated yeah. and there's there's also ways in which animals grazing can contribute positively environmentally so it's uh, it's a, it's a complicated topic it's, yeah. it's pretty it's pretty black and white that um 
it's a, an environmentally it's just more sustainable and if we could all be a bit more sustainable yeah that's yeah. good wouldn't it but also you know there is the animals thing yeah, and I, it, it wasn't the first thing for either of us, but I think you find your way there. Yeah, yeah. yeah when yeah. you watch a show like Earthlings, oh, that was and horrendous. admittedly that's like a mm. horror film. Yeah, uh, you know, there, <laughs> there's yeah. some kind of injustice in what we're doing there as well, which mm-hmm. is also really important to us. Um, Absolutely. So, uh, I want to know if there's any foods either of you hate that most people love. <laughs> Ooh, well, you've got, 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 I know got I did mine like, already. Yeah, yeah. I've got an answer. Um, now this like um, if I never ate another pancake again, it wouldn't bother me. Mm. Really, pancakes. What about like, really? poison? No, no, no. Duck pancakes. <clears throat> no, but like I'm Do talking about, account. I'm talking about the like the stuff like that crepe. maple syrup or crepe or whatever. Yeah. Um, and the reason why oh is because I, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, it, oh. it's, it's a bit weird, but the reason why is because um, it's just the fact that you there like you ha- you make one. And you put it to one side, and then you make the next. You put that there. And you make yeah. the next. So by the time you've made the last of the eight, the first one is cold and soggy, yeah. or it's like a full-on like it, there's no sense of uh, communal eating with pancakes because it's like here's your pancake. Go to the TV and, and watch whatever. And it's like you eat the pancake up, and then you come back, and it's like so it's like a, um, a thoroughfare of um, of pancake eating, but no one's eating the pancakes together. <laughs> so, <laughs> Just, I think no. the other trick is yeah, just need more mates. Yeah, well, smaller batches. There are so many solutions to this. Yeah, 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 I know, exactly. but it's I not, know that's got nothing to do with the pancake itself. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just all like, just to do with getting to the bottom quicker. Yeah, the, it's the cat, it's the camaraderie. Yeah, yeah. So, pancake, <laughs> don't get me wrong. Like, we've made pancake recipes and um, I've enjoyed them. But like, if 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 push came to shove, I didn't ever have to eat one again. It wouldn't bother me. <laughs> I've got a, like a beer in my bonnet about pancakes because there are certain there are some foods which uh, I totally understand why they send my son batshit like chocolate milk chocolate yeah. yeah but well no not all sh- not it's something to do in chocolate I think to do the combination of um, whatever chemical thing is glorious about cocoa combined mm. with it might be the caffeine yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah or, or who, who knows he, he's all, he's alright microdosed <laughs> with the chocolate yeah exactly but even from about two years old someone bought him a lint bunny and he just had like a shard of chocolate and he <coughs> lost his mind he sort of changed colour and was like it's like he had a superpower he couldn't control wow. and, um, and he's never completely lost it even though anyway um, but the, there are other foods which I don't really understand why and it might just be coincidence but that he's had a tan- like an hour of tantruming wow. or being right. feral and pancakes is one of them and I think because it's such a like mm. you know it, you know you've got a lovely slow morning when we're going to mm. have pancakes for breakfast yeah, that's like a it, nice so. treaty yeah. take your time Saturday, morning yeah, yeah like with some grated apple and a bit of sugar yeah. and lemon like I never go over snazzy it's not no. like Anne Nutella or whatever but for <laughs> some reason just it's just like <laughs> It's maybe do you make it with eggs or is it a, a, I do yeah, yeah. Mm. I have tried and I've made maybe. vegan pancakes before but they it tend to be like the American style ones where big, they're fat, like fluffy. big fat fluffy yeah. and yeah, I'm not I selfishly I'm not yeah, that into yeah. that I prefer crepe you can totally do it we'll send you a recipe after yes this. please <laughs> get in bonus times okay <laughs> ritualistic eating is there anything that you think does, demands to be eaten in a certain way people often have this with confectionery items or um I don't know. Fish and chips. Okay. So I had a background with eating a lot of fish and chips yeah. in my youth. Now I eat toe fish and chips. Yes, Which, lush. to be honest, you can't really... I mean, you can tell the difference, but <clears throat> it's the, the, the main thing is the batter anyway, right? So yeah. it's fine. But for me, eating toe fish and chips, I mean, I need 
so much tartar sauce on there. Right. So much sauce. And in fact, if we, that would apply to both the ketchup and the tartar sauce. If we get, let's say we get a burger. Yes. We either yes. make a burger or we get and it delivered like, yeah. from a, a very cool place called Honest who do oh, an no. incredible vegan burger around nice. the corner. Uh, I have to have like five little sachets of the Chipotle mayo. It's the same no. with the vegan like Domino's. Five gravy. Yeah, yeah the vegan Domino's. The vegan Domino's yeah. Like all the garlic, garlic and herb. All dips. the garlic and herb. If, nice. we, if we do a roast dinner, I want all the gravy. It's all the dippy. It's okay. all about the sauce. It's the sauces and the dips. It's all about the sauce. Sauce and the dips. Yeah. Sauce and the dips. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> like any ritualistic, right? Okay, so well, you, like, your breakfast is bro- pretty ritualistic. Yeah, oh, I, really? I have it basically every day. Uh, it's quite bizarre. I, I'll try and go, right, so I get a really nice loaf of sourdough and then toast that off and then I've got some we used vegan like a little bit of vegan butter on there and then Marmite because obviously it's B12 and I really like that sort of yeah. I just, it really works for my palate and then on top of that slap on some smoked hummus yeah right? whoa yes and please. then one, when you've got that a big sort of real big like three fingered pinch of um, alfalfa sprouts on top of that. Oh, and now we're getting chefy. Now, it now, started off quite chefy. Yeah. As soon as instead of saying toast it, you said toast it off. Yeah, just and yeah, then, toast it off. Yeah. Yeah. You toast it, and then okay, I'm up to the up to the marmite on it. You've yeah. got a very, you've got a pretty everyman breakfast here, and I'm enjoying it. But the hummus in itself is a <laughs> it's step weird. Into, yeah, it's quite strange. And then you've got the alfalfa sprouts as well. It's borderline masturbatory. Yeah, I'm it's, say it. it's, it's bizarre. <laughs> I have it every morning, more or less. And, um, and 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 if if anyone, if, you, if you're into like sort of punchy sharp kind of very yeah, savoury yeah. flavours, yes, um, yeah. it's a dream. Really, it's a, it's a tasty thing. It's a tasty it thing. Is delicious. It? Oh, it's and, incredible. And I have actually like started introducing a little bit of kimchi onto the top of it. As oh, well. that's, just, that's which is it's a flavour bomb. Like it's I a sort love of love kimchi. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. So much. Yeah, man. I used to, I used to be I used to take the mick clean out of people who ate kimchi. I was like, why would you want like some horrible rancid cabbage? Gone off cabbage. It's, it's yeah. literally well, just, it does, and it smells of gut. Yeah, like it I know. Smells like a good farty yeah. corpse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but now I've kind of like you know I've uh, bitten the bullet and I'm. I'm a kimchi convert. Yeah, yeah. me mm. too. Me too. I've, I've, it's, I may, I'm such a, I called you masturbatory, but I did as a fellow wanker. <laughs> I love the word. Make my own kimchi. <laughs> For you. And, Do you um, have any weird uh, food? No one ever obsession. asks me things back and I love it when that happens. Yes, I probably have loads. Okay. Um, but I have like, um, I think I have, uh, it's all phasey, if you know right. what I mean. Yeah. So I've really, the older I get, the more I notice that I'll have like a six month patch or a three month patch where I'm like, I really want spicy things. Yeah, yeah. Or I really yeah, yeah. want clean, crispy things or salty things. Mm. I'm not very sweet toothed, no. but no. Um, the more connected I get to my hunger and my fullness, there are times now where I'm like, ah, I want some, I do need some sugar now. Yeah, like a connection yeah. to your blood sugar in that sense of being like, yeah, there's a dip, true. there's like afternoon points or whatever where mm. it's like, Ah, what do I like? I, I don't know. This is not ritualistic at all. I'm just randomly. No, it's listening to but your it, body, it's isn't that, it? It's yeah. exactly that listening to your body and being like, ah, no, I think now is a good time for a little bit of caffeine, or now yeah. is. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, I get it that you boys are big into like healthy stuff now, but I, my philosophy is, I think, more holistic than that in the sense that I think it's psychologically healthy to have unhealthy things sometimes 100%. too 100% we're all um, about that yeah, yeah like, we love that uh, and it's and, and then, then there'll be patches of time where the best thing you can do for yourself actually is just not give a shit for a week yeah, or two yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or whatever like and, and oh, I don't know so I think my my rituals are few and far between in, in the sense I love 
I love variety so much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I do have patches of having the same thing. At the moment, I it's not planty, but I'm re- I basically I toast off some bread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, every, you put it in morning. the toaster. Yes. Yeah, okay. And I have like uh, I have a couple of hard-boiled eggs and a little bit of kimchi, okay. or like oh, a handful of um, either watercress or lamb's lettuce. And so yeah, I'm having a very samey breakfast, and it's been months, probably as long as it goes now yeah. for that mm. to be and do yes. you know what I think it was born out of um, the egg drought during lockdown I wish, which gave I me this was little, there was a it of was course yeah, yeah, yeah. affected you guys yeah. ding ding there was what a great definitely life. flower, uh, flower, yeah, flower, flower issues, issues yeast issues yeah. but um, no there, there was a time where there, you couldn't get eggs anywhere and also I, I know I am not the greatest guy for the planet for still eating eggs but I am really fucking fussy about eggs yeah. and I'm not just going to go and buy any old egg mm-hmm. um, yeah you need so to like birth it, browns or exactly yeah. or just like I wanted to be organic I get them from a butcher's weirdly where I've never right. bought meat from where I used to live right. in South East London and Lady Wells, a lovely butcher's where you know they've actually come from a farm yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, or yeah. when I go down to Dorset where I'm from a friend has a like a proper orange oh, yeah. yolk two friends with chickens and I know a farm that does them and you just drive by and you do an honesty box and yeah oh, that yeah, stuff yeah, is wow. like yeah. I feel like that's like Think they're worth. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, don't mind. Don't mind. It's they're, quite chefy. I mean, your mm-hmm. breakfast was pretty chefy as yeah, well. Yeah, it's quite chefy. Quite masturbating. You yeah. can call me it back, and it's only fair. Yeah. Um, right. That's a great um, word. It's great, I know you're health boys, but what if you're hanging up? Okay, That's okay, not fine. Okay, fine. It's We're not your bit, message. A little bit. A little bit. I just think you may be a bit healthier than me. 80 20 is what I like to say. 80 20 is a nice thing. 80%. Mostly eat the rainbow, stuff like this. And then 20 the eat the burger, drink the beer, have the fun. Yeah. Then have okay, a salad on the that next note, day. then hang over what you're having. Because uh, I think this is particularly, people yeah. struggle, where, especially like people who like are just trying to be planty for the first time. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hang on, but this is when I am called yeah. to the greasy spoon. Um, we will just get, get yeah, stuff yeah, sent around in boxes and sit in front of Disney movies. Is yeah, that your hand over cure? Is basically gets, get, <laughs> get let someone else cook. In boxes, yeah. Yes, and yes. Disney movies. Yeah. You're yeah. adorable. <laughs> the Disney movies, they are real <laughs> yeah. in this house. Yeah, we do really. Oh, have yeah. you got Disney Plus? Have you yeah. seen the new Mulan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm really jealous. Good? I, I don't know. I really love Mulan though, yeah. and I'm really jealous. I haven't got mm. Disney Plus. Yeah, yet. but it's getting a lot of bad rep that movie. I know isn't it, it has got absolutely shit reviews. Yeah, do you know because they filmed part of it in the in the area of China where they're supposed to have those uh, the concentration camps mm. for the Muslim the um, Uyghur Muslims yeah, that's right. and also uh, there's a little yeah. very small print thank you to the Chinese government who haven't got a great record either yeah it's a bit yeah. of a point in chalice that movie because I think they spent like shed loads of money like yeah, $200 yeah. million dollars. Yeah. and uh, it was just about to come out and then <laughs> and then in fact you know when we were driving like when like when we're sort of driving up over north of the river yeah. there's like a big billboard and over the course of lockdown that billboard remained the, the Mulan billboard for maybe months because yeah. obviously no one was paying for any yeah, advertising no, I know, of and it was just getting progressively more and lighter and lighter Mama as time wore on and it was like that is obviously some kind of sign that it was a poison challenge from the get go. Yeah, yeah. but there we go. It's That's funny, fine. isn't it? I keep thinking that whenever you see a bus with a with a yeah, film yeah. on the side, it's from February still, oh, and you're like, yeah, oh, it's yeah. creepy. This is yeah. like living in a film. Or, or you, you, stuff you, you like walk past like uh, the um, second hand shop, and they had plants in, and they're just getting progressively more and more dead. Yeah. Or like uh, the trainers are getting progressively more and more stained by the sun. Yeah. Weird. Terrifying. Oh God, we <laughs> anyway. will we'll talk to our grandkids about it. Yeah. Mmm, delicious. A board game that some legends are playing comes to life and suddenly we're all at war with technology-enhanced 
technologically enhanced dragons, it's absolutely shit. Luckily, the game has agreed to go back to being just a game, but only if you two, really, it does have to be you two, do a tug of war with each other, but that goes all the way up to best of a million and one <laughs> to decide the winner. It sounds impossible, but you do it. You're the heroes of all people forever and ever and ever because you saved us from um, living inside a game where dragons are yeah. technologically advanced. <laughs> Laser dragons are killing everyone. That's so, like, you are the... Yeah, yeah, kind yeah, of that, that vibes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, kind of, I think, inspired by a, a programme I've watched with my son briefly called Dino Frost. Anyway, we go good. inside a game. Anyway, you've saved us all from living... From dying by dragons mm. with lasers. And so that's your real reward. Your reward in the moment, though, is the feast of your dreams. But this Ooh. is a fantasy land. Mm. So... Um, you, I, it's the opposite of a last meal in the sense that you're the happiest and the hungriest you can imagine being. Yes. Um, and, you're, yeah, you're high and starving and it's fun and great. And, but nothing has to be possible. I don't care about ethics. I don't care about uh, health. Um, you can make things up if you want. But I'd love to know what, in your dream situation, in that scenario, what you'd eat, what you'd drink, and if there's a who with and where, who with and where. All over it. Oh my god! Right, so I would go to Candy Town. Oh yeah! With my parents, right? So Candy Town is this Chinese restaurant yeah. that we used to go to back in Sheffield. It still, it still is going. Uh, we'd get set meal A for two because right. even though it's me, my mum, my dad, and my sister, and my fiance now, we take yeah. her as well because yeah. you know she's part of the family. Yeah. <laughs> but we probably still get set meal A for two because it's cheaper and uh, you, there's loads of food, so it's really? enough. So they would have, they'd have, you know, the, the mixed platter yeah, yeah, uh, with like um, prawn crackers. There would be uh, um, seaweed with yes. that brown sugar on it. Oh, yes. There'd be those ribs. Obviously, I'd, they'd be vegan, so yeah. I could eat them. Then, then after that course would be taken away would be the um, crispy mushroom pancakes, Whoa. which they come and do all that stuff in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a big mushroom this time around, <laughs> but it would be perfectly cooked. But they do, cooked. fake duck is amazing in some times. Yes, that's it's true, like, well, yeah. Pioneers of the fake meat. So maybe we'd go for some of that yeah. stuff. And then it's just like all of the rice, all of the Chinese curries you'd have, or you'd have like the kind of sweet and sour sauce with pork, but it would be vegan. You'd have the black bean sauce. You'd have the kind of salady one. That would be delicious mm. too. Um, all of that food until you're way too full and then finish it off with some slices of orange. And I'd be drinking Ooh. beer as well. Yeah, having those. Nice yes. nice yeah. Favourite beer, you've got a favourite beer. Because I've earned it. Yeah. Uh, I guess for that meal, uh, maybe, I think they serve, do they serve kingfisher there? Yeah, sometimes. But I like, um, yeah. I like, I, I would probably go for brew dog. I'm yeah. quite into brew dog oh, yeah, at, the yeah. at the moment. So I'd go for like a pint of lost lager. Yum, yum, yum. Yum, yum, That's lost it. lager. I love that. Yeah. I love their lost lager. Yeah, it's good. Uh, well, seeing as we're like in, like fantasy life. Fantasy is a fantasy. <laughs> I think I would go for like the greatest fruit salad that has ever been put together. Right? Right. So what you'd do is you'd basically like go on like a, an insane quest or someone would go on an insane quest to find the greatest mango on the planet oh, Earth. Oh, right. <gasps> this and is then amazing. the 200 pound mango. The 200 pound, yeah. like the best mango on the planet like it's the sweetest it's the most succulent it's the juiciest it's got the most rich colour it's the one where the knife just slides through the flesh perfectly and it's perfectly ripe that's your mango and then you'd go into like the territory of having like the world's most perfect watermelon where there's a few seeds in there but not too many and not too massive <laughs> and, the, and the flesh isn't of a grainy texture but it's like really robust and it's incredibly um, like sweet and succulent mm. and packed full of natural organic flavour oh. and then you'd go into 
definitely nectarine stroke peach territory yes. and it would just be just so do you know what I mean it's sort of like when you pop your knife into it and you just twist it round yeah. and then you pop the uh, the actual two pieces together and you're like Yes, it's like glowing, like a, like an amulet yeah. that you've just dug from the ground. Um, With a little sparkle. Yeah. Ding! Like yeah, that. exactly this. Like, <laughs> nice. it, would be, it would be raspberries from your childhood, the sort of stuff where you'd be like picking them yeah, clean yeah, from yeah. The, like, the hedge side, like yeah. on the way to your grandma's house. <laughs> then you've got um, strawberries, exactly the same, but they, they, they would be- From the basket. From the basket yeah. when you've gone picking with you're your picking yeah. family. Um, you'd have like blueberries aside of plums you'd have the plums that I had like when I went to France like and they were like growing on a tree and you mm. kind of have to like reach over the hedge that's what it would be it would what be ama- when you first said fruit salad not gonna lie my heart like, sank what are you on about? I thought 80-20 my ass. <laughs> yeah but the more you talk the more it's like this is yeah. exactly it. have you ever it. read a book I'm sorry, have mm. you read a book called The Third Plate no oh god I think you no, love no, it it's this too. American yeah. chef and it's um it's kind of all about the history and ethics of how the food industry has gone, especially in America. Mm-hmm. But it's ultimately in search of the perfect peach, perfect. the perfect oh, wow. grain. And there's a there's like a there's different sections for different uh, food types. Yeah, yeah. And it's extraordinary. And he has this restaurant where he, for one course, was found this peach and was serving just a slice of this peach. Oh my god! Yeah, wow. on its own. And, and people like, like the fuck, and they're, like, and they're like tasting it and be like, oh my uh, fucking god. Like I think that's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, because fruit is just like it's. If there's such thing as like a deity, like 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 a true god or whatever, that is the main gift. Like you've just got like these these natural sweets hanging off like trees. Yes, you know. I think millennia they've been perfected to have exactly what we want to eat. Well, and then we've potentially fucked it with mass production and that's true. Watering down. Who knows? So what? Fucking cool answer. Thank you guys. <laughs> uh, you said fruit salad and yeah. it, it spun me out, and then you really won. You really won me back round. Um, thank you so much for your time, lovely man. No, it's been so very, much very fun. Much. It's been a massive pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Thank you. Yay. Mm, yum in my tongue. Oh, what a lovely episode. Uh, follow these boys, follow them. On Instagram, they're called bosch.tv. You probably already do if you're listening to this. They're absolutely they're absolutely very massive and successful, aren't they? And you can watch a lot of their recipes being made like in a video in a modern way on there as well. Their book, Speedy Bosch, is available from all the usual book buying places. Um, and as I said, I wasn't paid uh, to talk to these guys. I will genuinely be using the book loads. I really love it. And I'll be buying it for a few people for Christmas. So there. I am back on tour in the new year. My hench show has been rescheduled or some of it has at least um, please go to my website jessicafosterq.com to find out what dates are going on when and where the next one which hopefully it will still happen is in Poole at the Lighthouse Theatre on the 24th of October this year come if you're Dorset based that's where I'm from Feel free to support the podcast with lovely reviews and recommendations or with cold hard money on ACAS supporter or on Patreon. Links to everything I've just mentioned and everything that we mentioned in the podcast as ever are in the podcast notes. Make sure you're following us at The Hoovering Pod on social media, finding out about live shows, virtual or otherwise, and all sorts of other eating fun. Follow me too, at Jessica Fosterq. Anything longer than a tweet to message me, you can email me through my website as well, jessicafosterq.com. Huge thanks to ACAST for hosting the podcast hoovering is produced by the brilliant emma caution and the music is by mike greenway until next week happy hoovering (laughs) 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.